Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in health IT, what the heck is going on at OpenAI? What does it mean to you and what can we learn from it? My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels and events dedicated to transform healthcare one connection at a time. We wanna thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest, Articide, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Use it as a foundation for daily or weekly discussions on the topics that are relevant to you and the industry. They can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, I'm going to come over here to our news site. If you haven't checked it out yet, thisweekhealth.com slash news. And we have a couple of stories on the open AI happenings. Should we say that? Happenings, is that the right word? Hopefully you've heard about this by now. If, if you haven't, I'm, I'm really surprised. But essentially, the CEO of OpenAI, Sam Altman, was asked to leave by the board. And his CTO, Greg Brockman, also decided to, to leave CTO, president. I forget. I, I think he is CTO, but decided to leave as well. And, and they were picked up by Microsoft. They were picked up by Microsoft before the weekend was out. So... OpenAI's board announced late Friday that it was removing Altman and replacing him on an interim basis with technology chief Mira Mirati. Then late Sunday night, OpenAI said it was bringing on board former Twitch CEO Emmett Shear to run the artificial intelligence company. And just hours after the story took another twist with Sacha Nadella announcing that Altman and Greg Brockman would be absorbed in-house into the Microsoft team. Let's start with, what does this mean for you? A lot of you have started on this path with OpenAI through Microsoft in in many cases, in most cases. And I don't think this means much to you at all. And I think you can thank Satya Nadala for that. I think if they had not been picked up by Microsoft, I think we'd be having a different conversation today than we would have had they been floating in the wind or starting a new venture, which was floated out there as well. They were talking about starting a new venture, maybe doing a chip company that competes with NVIDIA or something to that effect. And then in in flies uh, Satya Nadella says, hey, we're going to have a new AI team and we would like the two of you to uh, head that up. And since Microsoft is a 49% owner of OpenAI, that in and of itself is worth taking a look at. But what does this mean to you as a health system? I don't think it means much, to be honest with you. I think what it does display is that there's a difference in uh, opinion in terms of the direction that OpenAI is going. Remember, OpenAI was founded as a company with high ideals. It was founded as a almost a an experiment around AI to see what was possible to explore its boundaries in an ethical, almost research-oriented way. And that's what its founding was about. And clearly, it has left those roots way long ago, at least a year and a half ago, it left those roots. When it went to 100 million, that was one thing. When it sold 
the 49% ownership to Microsoft. It went even further. And then recently with the uh, App Store and other things, it has signaled that they are a corporate entity, that they are moving at the pace, whatever pace the free market will take them, that's the pace at which they're moving. Those who are worried about AI and its pace and those kind of things, and they were looking to open AI to do it in a responsible way, well, they've drank the Kool-Aid. They're absolutely all in on making money. In fact, I think this is one of the reasons that the the employees are threatening to walk out is because there was a there was a, a deal in place to essentially get them shares and make them all multimillionaires. And and they're upset. Now, they're going to say they're upset because they lost their fearless leader and that kind of stuff. But he was leading them in a absolutely in a capitalist direction, not a uh, research and science kind of direction. And so the partnership with Microsoft makes a lot of sense in terms of where they're going. I, again, I don't think this means much for us as health systems. I think this signals, again, with them going to Microsoft, signals that we will continue to move at breakneck pace on the large language models. If I were a shareholder in OpenAI, I'm not sure what this would mean. I, I could see OpenAI getting swallowed up by Microsoft. That's a potential. But either case, you engaged OpenAI through Microsoft in a lot of cases, or you've maybe you've hedged your bets and you've gone in the Google direction, you've gone in the AWS direction. But regardless, most of us engage through Microsoft, so it doesn't mean much. Let me tell you what we learned, what I learned from this. One is there's a very impressive thing that you see here, and that is the move by Microsoft. All right, so Microsoft is a massive company, massive company, publicly traded company, shareholders, you name it, the whole shoot and match, all the things that signal bureaucracy and moving slowly. And Sachin Adala was able to, late afternoon Friday announced, by Sunday night, or definitely before Monday morning opening bell, he had essentially shored up the market, shored up, taken out the risk associated with their 49% ownership of OpenAI. And if anything, Microsoft receives a bounce as a result of this. They look really good. They have uh, protected their investment. They've protected their clients. And I, I think for those organizations that are like, hey, we're a large organization, it's hard to move quickly to make these kinds of decisions. I think we just saw what it looks like for a large institution to act like a startup. And Microsoft acts more and more like a startup every day with Satya Nadala in place. And it's something I think that we could could emulate. So anyway, I think that is uh, that's impressive. I think the other thing is, when it's important to have visions align. So you had board members who were still under the impression that OpenAI was about research and ethical advancement of AI. And essentially it wasn't as much about commerce as it was about moving the, the world forward with the support of this technology. And that represented, I don't know, handful of players on the board, enough players on the board to oust Sam Altman. That was their vision. And as the vision changed and Sam Altman and others were changing that vision, he may not have been communicating that he was not bringing them along for sure. He was not bringing them along, but he may not have been communicating that. That came across as covering things up. 
that came across as not in alignment with the original objectives of OpenAI. And as a result, created a rift. That rift led to his ouster. And to their credit, again, to their credit, that was a hard move. Right or wrong, that was a hard move. And they felt it was an ethical move and something they had to make. And again, to their credit, not a lot of board to do that. They'd sit back and, and let the CEO run all over them until what they thought they had signed up for, it no longer looks like that. It happens all the time in business. This board stood their ground and they're getting kicked in the teeth for it. And I think they knew they would get kicked in the teeth and they thought it was important enough to, to make the move. And so anyway, that's one thing that we learned from it. It's important to keep the visions aligned as a CEO communication or CIO or CISO or whatever role you're in. It's important to have communication with the leadership team to keep them in the loop in terms of where you're going. If there is a divergence in terms of the vision, it's important to communicate that to allow the people who need to weigh in, in an inclusive kind of way to participate in that. You can't, you can't run away and run and hide with this stuff. If you're leading a department, leading a leading an organization, it is important to have that front and center, to have those conversations above board. It's important to note that when we read these stories about CISOs who are essentially facing litigation and that kind of stuff, 99.9% of the time, it's they covered something up. They decided not to be forthright. They decided to hold the information to themselves. And the same thing's true of any leadership position. When you try to, to hold things back, that's when uh, things go south. So I think that's another thing to learn from this. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to, to pull out of this. I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it, this is going to be an interesting space to watch. I think this does, it, it creates enough uncertainty that people may want to hedge their bets. It, it does create that where people are looking at it going, hey, we were putting an awful lot of eggs in the Microsoft OpenAI basket. Maybe we should have some eggs in some other baskets. Now, healthcare is not good at this. We have so many eggs in our EHR basket. We have a lot of eggs in the Microsoft basket. We have Workday basket. We have a lot of eggs in single baskets all over the place. So we're used to doing this. So maybe this isn't a wake-up call of any kind in regards to this. Maybe we're just, we're used to it. And we know that you have to go all in with somebody in order to make the progress you need to make. And I don't know. But that's what I'm taking from this for today. Uh, this is going to be an evolving story. We'll keep an eye on it. But at the end of the day, does this uh, impact healthcare? I don't think it impacts healthcare all that much. I think it's going to be full steam ahead on large language models, their use in administrative areas, in IT areas, in revenue cycle, in and eventually in the clinical setting. So I think you're going to see that again, full speed ahead. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. That's all for today. Don't forget, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.